Hello everyone, my name is Camille Hidalgo and today I'm going to talk about how our ability to keep our brain focused is a key to productivity and creativity while we try to learn. Although the brain is an amazing organ, it's not equipped to process the billions of bits of information that bombard it every second. Filters in your brain protect it from becoming overloaded. These filters control the information flow so that only approximately 2,000 bits of information per second enter the brain. When you are not stressed by negative emotions, you can control what information makes it into your brain. By calming your brain, you can control which sensory data from your environment your brain lets in or keeps out and influences which information gets admitted to your prefrontal cortex. Three major brain elements help control what information your brain takes in. The reticular activating system, the limbic system, and the transmitted dopamine. Let's look at how you can help each one work in your favor. The first one is the reticular activating system. That is the first filter that data passes through when entering your brain. A key to making your brain work optimally, then, is to keep yourself physically healthy and well-rested and to develop awareness of and some control over your emotions. Then you can approach learning calmly and with positive emotions. How do we do that? Well, I can think of distracting yourself with some good music that you love exercise your eyes, or simply by sitting down and letting your mind wander. The second one is the limbic system. What can we make to help our brain work better? Well, you can or you might take a deep breath and visualize yourself in a peaceful phrase. And if you're a teacher, you might want to try to set up lessons to include some fun activities so that you feel good during a lesson and your amygdala will add a neurochemical enhancement like a memory chip that strengthens the staying power of any information presented in the lesson and your students actually remember more of what they hear and read and they if and or if they are in a positive emotional state when they hear or read it now let's talk about the hippocampus here your brain links new links new sensory input to both memories of your past and knowledge already stored in your long-term memory to make new relational memories reviewing and practicing something you've learned helps to keep your brain focused and you may want to keep it that in mind when you review or practice something you've learned, then trees actually grow between nerve cells in the network that holds that memory. So we are talking about repeated stimulation right here. The third and the last one is the dopamine, which is one of the brain's most important neurotransmitters. Certain activities such as interacting with friends, laughing, physical activity, listening to someone read to you, and acting, acting kindly 
increase dopamine levels. You will boost your learning if you get them into your day. Experiencing pride at accomplishing something is, so, is also correlated with higher dopamine. It will increase your learning power if you pursue activities that give you a sense of accomplishment. Maybe you can think about your personal strengths such as artist's ability, leadership, helping classmates resolve conflicts, etc. Use these skills to do projects you want to do and do them well. And you'll find you can use your brain power more successfully to make judgments and solve problems. Well, that is it for today. So next week, we're going to talk about losing your fear while you're learning English. And we're going to focus on speaking. Goodbye, everyone. I'm afraid to speak English. People will laugh at me. What if I start a conversation with a native speaker and I suddenly forget words? What if I just can't support a conversation, like I won't be able to use my English? I have so many fears. Some people have the ability to get into a conversation in a foreign language with such ease and confidence. Even if they don't have a rich vocabulary, chatting casually is no problem for them. You, on the other hand, Think that there is a higher chance of an asteroid hitting the earth before you overcome your fear of speaking English, right? So, what should I do? Hey guys, I'm Camila Hidalgo and today we're gonna talk about those questions that arise in your head. Whenever you are confronted with a situation to speak in English during a class or in front of people you don't know, first of all, I'm pretty sure you've heard that many times, so that is just all in your head. But I know we need to kind of dig, dig deeper and talk about your fears. Because I had and I still have those fears. Like even now when I'm talking to you right now during this podcast, because I'm a perfectionist. Um, I get nervous because I know I make mistakes and I know I forget words and I know everything like this happens and my face turns red and I just, you know, and I and it actually starts happening like when I'm relaxed, my English is a lot better. Like if I'm in an environment just talking to friends or just talking to my English teacher or my family that lives in United States. It will be like really smooth language. But we need to understand that with English we have a tool. It's an instrument that we use to improve our lives. And without it, we know we won't be able to achieve new goals. And as an English student, I won't be able to get to new levels if I keep having fear. So today I'm going to start with fear number one. People are going to laugh at me, but we need to understand sometimes it's actually good to have that feedback because people tell us that was wrong. So that phrase wasn't correct, but they're not laughing at us. 
they're just telling us how to improve. And we should accept that with gratitude. There is, a, there is always a way to succeed. Here's what you need to know. First, you can identify your exact fears. Before you start a conversation, why don't you try talking to yourself first? Try to explain yourself that there is no real reason to be scared. Start the conversation without fear. Remind yourself that fear is not rational and that it will only hold you back from your goal, which is to speak English fluently. Practice. Preparation and practice can help you with, a, with your confidence as well. As much as you think that other people are natural talenters, believe me, they surely prepare themselves and practice a lot. However, it takes time and it will happen overnight. Invest your time and energy into practice. Over time, you will see improvement. Speak. If you feel afraid, one-on-one -on -one conversations is a good start. Group conversations can be more complex and people usually speak faster. To overcome your fear, try talking to one person. This way, you can concentrate on their speed, style, the way they, they are speaking, etc. Especially if you talk to a stranger. One more tip, don't overthink your way of speaking, words you are going to use, etc. Just relax and let the talk flow. Slow down. In the beginning, speak slowly. So if your speaking partner doesn't realize that, feel free to ask them to slow down a little bit. It's interesting to know that if you begin talking clearly and slowly, your partner will speak that way too. Repeat. There are various uh, topics, but they are pretty much repeating th themselves. No matter how many times people you meet, topics are mainly about everyday life. It benefits you because you will simply use the same or similar words and phrases and over time you can master and expand them. After all, that's the point of vocabulary word. A smile. With an honest smile, you can also speak the language in some way. Perhaps you are familiar with this fact. But it is good to mention that a smile can really help sometimes. When you start talking, don't think about your fears or about words or phrases you might use wrongly. Instead, put a smile on your face and just speak. Here are some tips that might help you lose your fear to speak English. On our next week's podcast, we're going to talk about some experiences of people while learning a foreign language. Goodbye, everyone. English is very important today. It's like a bridge that connects people, nations and countries. It's a language of business, commerce, politics, sport, fashion, culture and glamour. Without knowledge of English, you won't be able to find a good job and reach success in your future career. I understand it very well. So I study hard to master English. I've discovered that how well somebody communicates in English actually has very little to do with their English level.
it has a lot to do with their attitude towards English. There are people out there who can have a very low level of English and they can communicate very, very well. One of them that I remember was a student. He was actually a classmate of mine. He had an English level very, very low, but this guy could just sit and listen to anybody very calmly, clearly, and that he could respond, absolutely express his thoughts at a very low level of English. So today I want to share with you some experiences of people who have learned English. The first one is a girl who claims learning English by making as many mistakes as she could. She says, I was lucky to be blessed with teachers who encouraged us to make mistakes. We took part in elocution competitions, debates, group discussions, and class presentations in a safe and supportive environment. Our initial attempts at speaking in front of the class, of course, didn't go as planned, but get really, we got to hang off it. Another experience that I have right here is about a guy who was able to learn English as an independent learner. He says, this is very easy to achieve thanks to all the fun English learning tools out there. To start, play languages, language games by yourself or with study partners. Make it a habit to solve English crossword puzzles or have a Scrabble session with your family every week. There are also a number of word games that you can look up for ideas. Check out English YouTube channels in areas you're passionate about. For instance, if you like cooking, follow a chef who speaks in English, and the next time you look for a cake recipe, you'll pick up some new English words as well. Well, that is it for today's podcast. So see you next week, and I'm Camila Hidalgo. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you.